What's up, everybody? My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Today is Wednesday, December 13th. I am so, so happy today. I've really had a great day. I got to meet with the dean of my college. It was a ton of fun. You guys are awesome. I hope you guys know Strong Opinion Sports is my favorite thing I do in the entire world. I'm working really hard. A lot of good stuff is happening behind the scenes. I'm chasing my dreams. And I thank you so very much for listening to my podcast. Strong Opinion Sports is the best thing I do, and I love it. We have a really good show planned today. I'm really excited. My buddy, Laura Schick, came over. She, Laura saw that I said something on Monday, and she completely disagreed with me. And she was right. She called me out, and in a lot of ways, she was right to disagree with me. So I want to talk about that. We'll talk about that later. Laura will come on. We're going to also talk about super teams. Are super teams ruining the NBA? We'll talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. In fact, I'm not just going to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. I ranked every quarterback in the NFL based on my four-tier system. My four-tier system, obviously, of course, if you haven't heard, is the number one tier is the best quarterbacks in the NFL are the quarterbacks that it doesn't matter what you put around them. They can win you a Super Bowl. The next tier is quarterbacks that can win you a Super Bowl, but uh, they need a lot of help. The third tier is quarterbacks that cannot win a Super Bowl. And the fourth tier is everything else. If you have one of the fourth tier quarterbacks, you can't win in the NFL. Subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube. I put my full show on YouTube. I put my best, most interesting clips on YouTube. You guys are awesome. On YouTube, you guys are commenting good stuff. I'm getting death threats as well, a lot of hate, but it's okay. I, I like the engagement. It's fun. Share Strong Opinion Sports with your friends. We're growing at a rapid pace. I can't believe it, actually. We got over 500 downloads on the last podcast. We started on, I started making this podcast on August 31st, and I can't believe how quickly it's it's grown. It's awesome. You guys are sharing it with your friends. You're posting on Facebook, on Twitter, everywhere. It is a ton of fun. I love you guys very much. I want to start today with this. There is something I absolutely hate. About, I mean, I don't like movie reviewers anyways, but my biggest problem with the way movies are reviewed is this. My favorite movie, uh, and I'm, I'm embarrassed, I really am. My favorite movie in the world is La La Land. And, and I know I'm ashamed of it. For the record, Star Trek is my second favorite movie, so maybe that helps me a little bit. But I know it's weird. I love a movie that is all about, it's a musical, which makes me physically uncomfortable normally to watch a musical. But La La Land, for some reason, just really works for me. But I, what I hate about the way movies are reviewed is that I love La La Land, but I also love Captain America Civil War. Two very, very different movies with very different goals. And what I hate is that they are judged on the same scale. So La La Land is a movie, it's, a, it's, it's got different goals. It is a Oscar-type level movie, really artsy, a lot of production value. Captain America is a blockbuster, very different goals. Yet for some reason on Rotten Tomatoes and all these other websites... They're rated against, they're, they're, they are judged against each other, which is unfair. Different objects with different goals, very different movies. I don't think they should be judged on the same scale. Drives me nuts. That is how I feel about the Ball brothers. If you don't know, very quickly, LeVar Ball is the dad. The first son is Lonzo Ball. He plays for the Lakers. Then there are two uh, middle and youngest son, Leangelo Ball and LaMelo Ball. Leangelo Ball uh, made news and, and LeVar Ball, the dad, made a lot of waves and a lot of people angry recently when he pulled Leangelo Ball out of UCLA. Then he also took the youngest son, who's, I believe, 16 or 17 out of high school. And now both Leangelo Ball, the middle son, and LaMelo Ball have been sent to Lithuania to play professional basketball. 
Oh my goodness, you guys got angry. Oh, a lot of people, I, I support this decision and a lot of people are so, so angry. They cannot believe, they can't fathom why would you send your kids to Eastern Europe? It's bad. It's, you're ruining your kids' lives. You took away a free education. I think this is the right move. I think sending the two youngest sons to Lithuania to play professional basketball is absolutely the right move. And not for you and me. No, not for... Not, I would never go to Lithuania to play pro basketball. I wouldn't tell you to go to Lithuania to play pro basketball. But because of their circumstance, because they have different goals and different aspirations than us, and they're a different circumstance, they need to be judged differently. The Ball Brothers are attached to a brand, Big Baller Brand, the dad's shoes and t-shirt selling company, Big Baller Brand. They have different goals than you and me. Most people go to college to get a degree. Most people go to college to invest in their future. Leangelo Ball was not at college to invest in his future. He was there to play basketball, and when he got suspended and benched, that wasn't helping his future anymore. And you have to do, because you're attached to a brand, their family's already rich. Their family's already famous. A lot of people try to, they go to college to make money or they go to, they start playing basketball so they can get rich, whatever it is. They already have those things. They don't need to do the same things we do to be successful. Now it's all about selling t-shirts and selling shoes. That is their goal. A lot of people... Many, many people, one of my best listeners actually, um, doesn't understand. He says, Leangelo Ball will never play in the NBA. Probably not. The middle son, Leangelo Ball, is not a very good basketball player. He's not, he's not a one and done. He's not a great basketball player that can play in the NBA. But those are not their goals. The goal of the Ball family is to build their brand. Do whatever is best for our brand. Strike while the iron is hot. That is what this family is doing. That is why I support this family because they have the things we're trying to chase and they have different goals. We shouldn't judge the Ball family the same way you judge most other human beings in the world because they're rich and famous and we judge them differently. They have different goals. Everything they do affects the Big Baller brand, affects the way that they sell t-shirts and affects the perception of them. If Leangelo Ball was sitting on the bench, that looks bad for the family. Hey, now he's playing pro basketball. Are you a pro basketball player? I'm not. I'm 20 years old. He's 19. He's younger than me, and he makes more money than me, and he's a professional basketball player. I, I don't know. I don't know that he's going to develop into an NBA player. But regardless, that is better for the brand than sitting on the bench at UCLA. We need to judge them differently. They're striking while the iron is hot. Their goal, I believe, is a family. I believe they want to be the next Kardashian family. I don't want to talk too much. I know people hate their Kardashians. Many people are starting to hate the Balls, but that is why I support the Ball family moving their two youngest sons to Lithuania to play basketball. They're different people. They are rich and famous and have different goals and aspirations than us. So they need to be judged on a different scale than you judge you and me. You and me going to Eastern Europe is a bad idea. For them, it's absolutely the right decision. For LaMelo Ball, who's probably going to play in, in the NBA, who's probably going to be a millionaire and already is very rich and attached to a big brand, writing history papers or doing math homework in high school doesn't help him. That is not the majority. I'm not telling you to drop out of high school at all, but he's rich and famous. Different rules apply to the Ball family because they're different than us. You and me were average Joes. 
the Ball family, LaMelo Ball, LaVar Ball, Lonzo Ball, LiAngelo Ball, they are not average Joes and need to be judged on a different scale than most people. I want to talk about Chris. Chris is one of my favorite. Uh, he's, he's one of my most loyal and best listeners. And he, he I, I love this guy. This cat, he comments on everything I post. He, he really, really is engaged with strong opinion sports and it's awesome. And Chris posted the other day on Facebook that super teams are ruining the NBA. Chris, I'm so sorry. Chris, I, I, I'm authentic. I, I call it like I see it and I'm, I don't agree with you. I don't agree with Chris at all. I think super teams are good for the NBA. Now, Chris, I hope we can be friends. We're going to disagree. But love them or hate them, every story needs a villain. For many people, you know, Chris is a Blazer fan. I imagine he hates the Golden State Warriors. He can't beat them. They're blocking his way to the NBA Finals. And because his team doesn't have a super team, the Blazers are not a super team, the Blazers can never beat the Warriors. So I understand Chris probably hates super teams because it limits his ability to be successful. But what every story needs is a villain. What is Star Wars without Darth Vader? Nothing. It's just a bunch of guys with powers. Great, but no, there's no there's no problem. There's no problem to solve. What is Snow White without the Wicked Witch? Nothing. There's no story there. You need antagonists to tell a story. You need villains. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chris. I know the Blazers are being blocked by the Warriors. I know the Blazers will never win a championship because they don't have a super team. I'm sorry, that sucks, but that is still good for the NBA. Super teams are good for the NBA. Here's how I know that. You posting on Facebook. The fact that people are posting on Facebook that super teams are bad for the NBA is proof right there. That is all we need to know, that super teams are good for the NBA. Hate? Hating something isn't bad. So I I legitimately get death threats. I've gotten death threats from Georgia. I made a video one time that... Jacob Eason, the backup quarterback, should transfer from Georgia. And I, oh my goodness, I got hate. It was ridiculous. But I embrace it. I, I really do. Because if you're watching, if you're engaged with my stuff, A, that's good for me. And that's controversy. I, I, I never, ever will post something just to make people angry. I'm authentically who I am. I call it like I see it. I say what I believe. But when I have an opinion that I know people don't agree with, I still say it because I know hate isn't always bad. Just because you disagree with me doesn't mean we, that's bad for me. If you're watching, that's good. You can, you can call me a, all kinds of horrible names, make fun of my hair. But if you watch my videos, I mean, hey, I'm still winning. I'm, you're still giving me views. I'm authentic. I say my opinions. But the enemy of storytelling, the enemy of success when you make content, and the NBA is on a much bigger scale creating content, the enemy of that is indifference. What is the worst thing you could do to the NBA? Turn it off. If you turn off the NBA, uh, my favorite video game, uh, he's a columnist. I don't know what he is anymore. He left the game's journalist media. Uh, He always said something. He said, vote with your wallet. If you don't like a video game, if you don't like what they're doing, their company, whatever it is, don't buy the game. Vote with your wallet. If you don't like super teams, if you really hate super teams and you think they're ruining the NBA, Turn off the television. Stop posting about the NBA. Show that you don't even care about the NBA. Like, like golf. I, I'm very indifferent to golf. I don't, I don't, I, there's nothing interesting about golf to me. That's bad for golf. What's not bad for golf is if they had some really interesting guy everyone hated. Because then I would still watch. Well, what's this guy going to do? 
villains are not bad for the NBA. Super teams, therefore, are not bad for the NBA. Yes, it, it makes some cities... We, we know the ending. I know that we... We probably know that the Cavaliers and the Warriors are both going to end up in the finals. That, that sucks. I, I, I would love to have no idea. But guess what? I saw Titanic the movie and I knew the ship was going to sink. You know what's going to happen at the end, but you still watch because it's about the journey. I am very fascinated in the journey. How will the Cavaliers get to the finals? How will the Warriors get to the finals? Who's going to win at the end? I don't know who's going to win at the end. There's still interest there. A lot of people hate the New England Patriots. My, my, Laura's coming on later. Laura hates the Patriots. I love the Patriots. I happen to love them. But the Patriots are in the Super Bowl, it seems like, every year. And yet, people still watch. And that is why super teams work. So, Chris, by the way, having, having someone to root against is sometimes just as good as having someone to root for. So when we... People hate LeBron James, but people watch LeBron James still because they're hoping he fails. That is okay. If you watch, you are helping the NBA. And because people still watch with super teams, super teams are not bad for the NBA. In fact, I would argue super teams make the NBA more interesting. Look at back in the day in the NBA, we had Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Those were super teams. By the way, look at the Chicago Bulls with Michael Jordan. A super team. Those two eras are the golden era of basketball, and yet they were dominated by super teams. How many years in a row did the Lakers, did either the Lakers or the Celtics win the NBA Finals? It seemed like every year. I, that is proof right there that super teams are not bad for the NBA. Chris, you're one of my most loyal and best listeners. I hope we can disagree and still be friends, but I strongly believe. Not only is our super teams not ruining the NBA, super teams are good for the NBA. The NBA is better because of super teams like the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors. I want to move on to NFL buy or sell. NFL buy or sell is kind of having a bit of an identity crisis. All season, NFL buy or sell has been me picking teams every week that I believe in. So like, kind of like buying stocks. I'm saying I'm going to buy the Patriots this week. I think they're on the rise. I'm going to sell the Chiefs because I don't like them. Now, uh, because of this identity crisis and because there's only a couple of weeks left in the season with the playoffs on the rise, what I'm doing now is picking teams and picking games. Who, who do I think is going to win what game this week? So... NFL buy or sell has morphed into something different. And I I don't know what to call it. I really don't. I don't have a better name. So I'm calling this NFL buy or sell. Take it or leave it. I think it's an interesting topic either way. So I I really think you're going to enjoy it. This is NFL buy or sell. There are seven matchups this weekend I absolutely love. They're going to be great in the NFL. I am buying the Seattle Seahawks to beat the Los Angeles Rams. I'm buying the Seahawks. I'm selling the Rams. This game terrifies me. This is my one pick that I'm like, ah, I really don't feel good about this. That is because the Rams are honestly playing better football than the Seahawks. But the Seahawks are playing at home. Russell Wilson, Jared Goff, it'll be a great game. I think it will be very close. I'm picking the Seahawks to win because they're at home. But again, the Rams are playing better football than the Seahawks right now. And honestly, the best team in the NFL is probably in Los Angeles. That is because between the Chargers and the Rams, those teams are both on fire. And I am buying the Chargers this week. The Chargers are playing a divisional game against the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm selling the Chiefs. Look, I sold Alex Smith weeks and weeks ago. Alex Smith 
has plummeted this year. I wanted the dude to do well, but he's a third-tier quarterback. Alex Smith can't win you a Super Bowl. The Chargers are on fire. The Chargers' pass rush is unbelievable, and they have a borderline Hall of Fame quarterback, Philip Rivers. I'm picking the the Chargers to beat the Chiefs this week. I am buying the Packers this week. The Packers are playing the Panthers. I'm selling the Panthers. I have four words for you. Aaron Rodgers is back. Enough said. Aaron Rodgers will help elevate the Packers to new heights. Aaron Rodgers is one of those miracle worker quarterbacks that no matter what you put around him, the guy can win you games and win you a Super Bowl. Not to mention he's playing the erratic Cam Newton, who's emotionally immature and very, very streaky. Cam Newton's all over the place. I am picking the Packers to beat the Panthers this week on Sunday. There's one game, there's one game this week that has no playoff implications that I think is still incredibly interesting. Even though neither of these teams are making the playoffs, there are good storylines, and I believe it will be a close, very good, very interesting game. That is the Arizona Cardinals versus the Washington Redskins. I am buying the Redskins. The Redskins have been blown out two weeks in a row, absolutely annihilated two weeks in a row. I am looking for the Redskins to bounce back. Kirk Cousins will lead the charge, and I believe he will bounce back and respond to last week's absolute drubbing that the Chargers gave them. I'm buying the Redskins. The Redskins will beat the Cardinals, but it'll be a close game, I'm telling you. Tune in to the Redskins and Cardinals. That will be a good NFL football game. Now next is the matchup of the week. I am buying the Patriots to defeat the Steelers. I'm selling the Steelers. This is another one that it's pretty close. It'll be a great, great football game. And to be honest, the Steelers are a better football team. The Steelers are a much better football team than the New England Patriots. And this is a home game for the Steelers. The fact that this is a home game is very beneficial for the Steelers. The Patriots, however, have Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, and they seem to have the Steelers' number. The Steelers' weakness is their head coach, Mike Tomlin. I believe... The Patriots will beat the Steelers this weekend on Sunday. Now, this will be the AFC Championship. Regardless of who wins this week, this will be the AFC Championship. And even if the Steelers win this week, I am picking the Patriots to win the AFC Championship down the road and make it to the Super Bowl. I am buying the 49ers. The 49ers play the Titans this week. The Titans are going to be a wild card team because of this game. This is the game the Titans are going to lose, and they will lose the division to the Jaguars. The Titans will still make the playoffs. But this game will be very telling. Jimmy Garoppolo is absolutely on fire. He's a franchise quarterback. I can't wait to see him match up against the Titans this weekend. Titans 49ers. That's a great game you should watch. Okay. The last game, the last matchup I want to talk about is the Cowboys versus the Raiders. I am buying the Raiders. What in the world happened? Sorry, I'm buying the Raiders. I'm buying the Cowboys. What in the world has happened to Derek Carr? Derek Carr... Was He was my MVP last year, and he just has plummeted this year. I think what happened is that Derek Carr is still hurt. Derek Carr hurt his back earlier this year. That never really fully recovers until you take a ton of time off. Derek Carr is still injured, and I, it's really terrible, but the Raiders' secondary is awful. I think Dak Prescott is going to have an absolutely fantastic day passing. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys will beat the Raiders, I think, pretty soundly. I'm buying the Cowboys. I'm also buying, these are really easy picks, so I'm not putting them into great matchups. I'm buying the Saints, the Ravens, and the Vikings. They're playing the Jets, the Browns, and the Bengals. Those are going to be blowouts. Those are all games I'm picking the Saints, the Ravens, and the Vikings to win. Thank you so much. This has been NFL Buy or Sell. Woo!
I almost, I almost knocked over the mic. I don't know if you guys saw. If you're watching, you saw that. Oh my goodness! Uh, you, you, if you're listening to the podcast, go back and watch it. It was, it was pretty funny. I almost knocked the mic straight off of the table. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. If you haven't already, we're growing. We're going really well. Continue to tell your friends. Share this with your friends on Facebook, on Twitter, whatever it is. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. We are growing at levels I can't believe. It's really fun. Really, there's momentum. I feel it. I'm chasing my dreams, and we're really building something. So continue to tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. I was hoping to go in-depth with the Cowboys today. I moved that to Friday. I have a guest on later. I wasn't planning to have Lara Schick on, but, but I'm excited. So the Cowboys will be on Friday. Lara Schick is going to come on in a little bit. She noticed I got something incredibly wrong about Tavares Martin Jr. and Isaiah Johnson Mack. She's going to, we had a really, really good conversation. I think it was healthy for, because it wasn't just about sports. It was just about broadcasting and responsible coverage and responsible reporting. So that is going to be a great conversation coming up ahead. Sam Darnold, I'm going to talk about Sam Darnold leaving for the NFL. But first, this is what I want to talk about next. I broke up NFL quarterbacks into four separate tiers. I ranked all of the quarterbacks in the NFL. The first tier is... Miracle workers. Tier number one is the best of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm going to do something, by the way. I'm going to make a. I'm going to list a lot of names coming up ahead. I'm going to break every rule they teach you in broadcasting school. However, I do believe I can make this interesting regardless. I think even though I'm listing names, I can make this interesting for you. So the first tier is no matter what quarterbacks, no matter what you give these quarterbacks, they can win you a Super Bowl. The second tier will be quarterbacks that can win you a Super Bowl. But they need a lot of help. They need a lot of support and a good roster. The third tier is quarterbacks that cannot win you a Super Bowl, but they can still win you games. And the fourth tier is absolute crap. These quarterbacks in the fourth tier cannot win you a... They can't win you consistently games in the NFL. If you have one of the fourth tier quarterbacks, you need to get a new quarterback. (laughs) So I want to start with this. This is the first tier. No matter what you put around these four quarterbacks, you have a chance to win a Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers... Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, and Ben Roethlisberger. Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback we've seen in a long time. Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Russell Wilson has really elevated his play this year. I believe he is now a top-tier quarterback. We'll get to Ben Roethlisberger later. The second tier of quarterbacks, these are guys who, they can win you a Super Bowl, but they need help. They need more help than Russell Wilson and Tom Brady. These guys need a good roster, a lot of support. But if you give them that, they can win you a Super Bowl. These guys that fall into this list are Philip Rivers, the Chargers quarterback, Jared Goff, the other quarterback in Los Angeles, Case Keenum, the surprise quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings this year, Derek Carr of the Raiders. I believe even though Derek Carr is injured, uh, he's not injured, he's not playing very well, Derek Carr is injured. So Derek Carr, if you give him enough support, can win you a Super Bowl. Kirk Cousins of the Washington Redskins, Carson Wentz, who's out this year with an injury from the Philadelphia Eagles, Dak Prescott. I know that might surprise you guys. Dak Prescott can win you a Super Bowl. You just give, need to give him the right tools around him. Give him great receivers. Give him a good running back. Give him a good defense. Dak Prescott can win you a Super Bowl. Eli Manning can win you a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco can win you a Super Bowl. We've seen both of those guys do it in the past. I'm not basing that on the past. I think Joe Flacco is still good enough to win you a Super Bowl and... I believe Eli Manning could go to another team, maybe Jacksonville next year, and compete for a Super Bowl. Next is Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, despite everyone wanting to put him in the top tier, he's not. 
Matt Ryan needs a lot of help to be successful and win games and win a Super Bowl. But Matt Ryan can, however, still win you a Super Bowl. Next, we have Drew Brees. Then we have Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles is... So first, first, sorry, Drew Brees. Drew Brees is the Saints quarterback. I know that might create waves, but Drew Brees has not impressed me. I think he's significantly waned from his time when he last won a Super Bowl. Drew Brees needs help if he's going to win a Super Bowl. Blake Bortles can win you a Super Bowl. Next, we have Andrew Luck and Deshaun Watson. Those are the second-tier quarterbacks that can win you a Super Bowl, but they need help. Now let's move on to the third tier. This is quarterbacks that, can, no matter what you do, they can't win you a Super Bowl, but they can still win you games. I think they are still franchise quarterbacks because the NFL is about winning, uh, hopefully, Super Bowls, but if you have one of these quarterbacks, you're sitting pretty. You're drafting a quarterback every year, but these guys are still franchise quarterbacks. They just can't win you a Super Bowl. They are Alex Smith, the quarterback for the Chiefs. Andy Dalton, the Bengals quarterback. Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky's a rookie. Give him time. He may develop into more. Matthew Stafford. That's probably the most controversial pick on this, uh, at least of this list of guys. Matt Stafford, this was his year. Matt Stafford should have won, should have made the playoffs at least because Aaron Rodgers was injured. The Vikings had nothing. The fact that Matt Stafford couldn't make the playoffs this year proves to me Matt Stafford cannot win you a Super Bowl. Then we have Cam Newton. Cam Newton's erratic. I know he's been to a Super Bowl. Right now, Cam Newton's a mess. Cam Newton cannot win you a Super Bowl. Then you have Marcus Mariota, Ryan Tannehill from the Dolphins, and Tyrod Taylor. That's it. If you're not one of the quarterbacks I just named, you are a fourth-tier quarterback. Those guys include Jameis Winston and everybody else in the NFL. I'm, I'm not convinced that Jameis Winston is not a bust. Absolutely, completely a bust. Jameis Winston, what are you doing, dude? This was his year, I thought, to break out and have a great year. He hasn't. So Jameis Winston may be a bust. Jameis Winston is the only fourth-tier quarterback I'm going to name because, look, they're not even worth mentioning. There's so many bad quarterbacks in the NFL. If I didn't name you already, besides Jameis Winston, you're a fourth-tier quarterback. You can't win a Super Bowl. You cannot consistently win games, and you're not worth talking about. So I'm sure that you have some, there's some controversial names on this list. So I want to start with Big Ben. I put Big Ben in the first tier quarterbacks that can win a Super Bowl no matter what you put around them. That was probably my hardest decision I had to make. And, and normally, I would say because I had to even think about it, it's, it's a second tier quarterback. But then I thought about this. For example, when you buy a camera, when I buy a camera, I do a lot of thinking. If, if I don't know immediately, I'm not going to buy it. If I'm not certain, I'm not going to buy it. And it, because I wasn't certain, I almost hesitated putting Ben Roethlisberger in the top tier of quarterbacks. So I need to slow down. I was doing, I was speeding up for that bit. I need to slow down a little bit. This was again a hard decision, but we cannot punish Ben Roethlisberger for playing with good players around him. You got to remember the stars that Ben Roethlisberger plays with are incredibly erratic. They're weird. They're insane. They they don't keep up. They're not consistent. So the 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 Steelers teammates that Ben Roethlisberger has elevate and lower to the competition. Whatever the competition brings. They kind of play at the same level. Because of this crazy erraticness, I think Ben Roethlisberger is kind of overlooked. He's incredible. He's phenomenal. He's won two Super Bowls. And no matter what the team does around him, he shows up to play and does his job and still wins you games. Look at the Bengals win on Monday night a little while ago. Look at the Ravens game. The Ravens, he beat the Ravens by one point and he just did everything. He threw for over 500 yards. And no matter what his team around him does, Ben Roethlisberger shows up to play, does his job, and can win you a Super Bowl. The next name that's really controversial 
is Russell Wilson. I'm not apologizing for this at all. I've gotten a ton of hate on the internet because I said that Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I know that's controversial, but it really shouldn't be. For some reason, we struggle to embrace Russell Wilson. I'm not talking about the past. I'm not talking about a couple years ago when Russell Wilson went to the Super Bowl. I'm talking about right this very moment. Russell Wilson is one of the top three quarterbacks in the NFL. Russell Wilson has 32 of the Seahawks' 33 offensive touchdowns this year. The reason why the Seahawks are in the playoff picture is because of Russell Wilson. That's it. Without Russell Wilson, the Seahawks are atrocious. They're awful. Russell Wilson has elevated the Seahawks and can win them a Super Bowl seemingly by himself. Russell Wilson is almost a one-man show. I put Drew Brees in the second tier of quarterbacks, which may surprise you. Drew Brees is a Hall of Famer. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. I loved his book. It was great. But Russell Wilson, Drew Brees has a good roster this year. That is why the Saints are atop their division and going to make the playoffs. Where is Drew Brees a couple of years ago? Because between the Super Bowl, the last time he went to a Super Bowl and this year, what, where was Drew Brees? We saw nothing. The guy struggled. He didn't make the, he made, I didn't think he missed the playoffs one year. He's really not been as great. That's because Drew Brees needs good players around him to win a Super Bowl. This year, he is a great defense, good running backs. The Saints may win the Super Bowl, but that is because they have great players. Drew Brees needs good players around him and needs help to win a Super Bowl. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with needing good to work with good people. In fact, if I had to choose, I would hire people that are far more talented than me because I'm aware there's no shame in saying I need good people around me to be successful because having good people around you makes your life so much easier. I've worked with bad people. That, that's not fun. That sucks. You don't want to do that. Now, Blake Bortles was a guy I put in the second tier. Are you telling me you think Blake Bortles can't win a Super Bowl? No matter what you put around Blake Bortles, uh, sorry, regardless, sorry, with a good enough defense, a good enough running back, and good enough receivers, Blake Bortles can win you a Super Bowl. They might do it this year. I don't think so, but man, the Jaguars' defense is absolutely incredible. So Blake Bortles, therefore, is a Tier 2 quarterback. He could win you a Super Bowl with good enough people around him. And, and look at listen to these stats. Blake Bortles has 16 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, 2,821 yards, which is incredibly comparable to Matt Ryan and Derek Carr. And he has a 60.2% completion percentage. You have to be better than 60% to be a great quarterback, in my opinion. Blake Bortles does. So Blake Bortles has gotten better and significantly improved. Blake Bortles could win a Super Bowl if you needed him to. I left Jameis Winston off. Jameis Winston, I, I think he may be a bust. I'm really worried about Jameis Winston. He's got off-the-field issues. He's got on-the-field issues. Jameis Winston is an absolute mess. I would not want Jameis Winston to be the quarterback for my franchise. And I don't know that he can consistently win you games in the NFL. I would take Andy Dalton over Jameis Winston, which is an absolute travesty. If, if I'm saying I would rather have Andy Dalton than you, oh, that's ugly and that's scary. I don't like that. The, the last quarterback I, was, I want to talk about was Alex Smith. I said Alex Smith is a third-tier quarterback, that Alex Smith cannot win you a Super Bowl. That hurt my soul to say I love Alex Smith. He seems like a great guy. I've watched interview after interview after interview. Look up Graham Bensinger, Alex Smith. It's a great video. He's a great, great guy. But the guy has not delivered this season. The Chiefs have the best roster in the NFL. If 
Russell Wilson played on the Chiefs, the Chiefs would be unbelievable. The Chiefs would be breaking every single record in the world. The fact that Alex Smith may not even make the playoffs with the Kansas City Chiefs tells me he's a third-tier quarterback. The guy can win you some games. He cannot win you a Super Bowl. I'm done. I'm sold on Alex Smith. I, I gave up on him. I did not include Jimmy Garoppolo on this list. Jimmy Garoppolo is, of course, he's at least a third-tier quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo can win you games in the NFL. But I don't, I don't know which tier he falls into. I felt like I didn't have enough information, so I left him off the list. Jimmy Garoppolo is a franchise quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo is absolutely fantastic. I love watching Jimmy G. He's the most he's one of the most interesting guys in the NFL right now because when I watch, I just can't take my eyes off him. I just I have to see what he's going to develop into. And I love, I'm a nerd about quarterbacks. I love watching Jimmy Garoppolo. When Jimmy Garoppolo was traded, I expressed some concern. I thought it was weird that the Patriots would trade Jimmy Garoppolo, who supposedly at the time was a franchise quarterback, for a second round draft pick. I said, that is weird. I don't understand that, and I was questioning of that. I never said I thought Jimmy Garoppolo wouldn't be successful. I just said, why are we trading Jimmy Garoppolo for, for nothing? That, that's an absolute steal if Jimmy Garoppolo is a franchise quarterback. Now, after two games, it's very clear to me, Jimmy Garoppolo can win you games in the NFL. He's a great, great quarterback. May even be a tier two quarterback in the NFL. I never said he wouldn't be successful. I just noted that there was weirdness. And yet people have completely attacked me. People have said, how could you flip on Jimmy Garoppolo? You said he was, beware Jimmy Garoppolo. You said, be careful. And I said, look. I just raised concern. I just said it's weird you traded a franchise quarterback for a second-round draft pick. And yet people are angry at me. People are criticizing me, calling me a flopper, saying all kinds of awful stuff. I, I, for the record, I did not flop. But even if I did, so what? So what if I flopped? I got more evidence, and I learned from that evidence, and I changed my opinion. Which actually never did change. I just said I don't know about Jimmy Garoppolo, and now I said I do. We should never punish someone, at least I would hope, right? I would hope you would not punish someone for gathering more evidence and then changing or reevaluating their opinion. In the 1960s, everybody chain smoked. Do you ever watch Mad Men? Everybody constantly has a cigarette in their mouth all the time. Like, all the time people are smoking. But then we got evidence and we learned that smoking kills you. Smoking gives you cancer and smoking kills you. People have stopped smoking. My generation, we don't smoke cigarettes. We think that's gross and weird. That's because we got more evidence. What if someone gave you evidence that smoking gives you cancer and kills you and you said, nah, I'm going to keep chain smoking. It's not bad for my health and just completely ignored all of the evidence, all the scientific fact that smoking kills you. That'd be stupid, right? That would be incredibly stupid. I would hope you would not punish someone for learning more evidence and then changing their opinion, reevaluating after you learn more about a situation. That is what I did with Jimmy Garoppolo. Anywhere in life, politicians, anything, if you observe something and get more evidence, I would hope you would say you would change your mind. You, you think this girl is great, you find out she's crazy, uh, this girl's not great, break up with the girl, go home, right? There, I don't think there's anything wrong with gathering more evidence and changing your opinion. So I'm defending myself, that's how I feel. You can say I'm a flopper. You can say whatever you want. Jimmy Garoppolo is a franchise quarterback. I've seen two games. I believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he is an absolutely fantastic 
quarterback. Coming up next, Laura Schick will be joining me. I'm so excited for you guys to hear from Laura Schick. We had a great debate about Tavares Martin Jr. and Isaiah Johnson Mack. They left Washington State University. They gave up free educations. I thought that was weird, so we had a conversation about it. She really showed me where I was wrong. It was a great, great conversation. We're going to also talk about Sam Darnold. Coming up, Sam Darnold was ranked the number one quarterback uh, on the mock draft. The number one overall pick uh, is believed to be the Cleveland Browns picking Sam Darnold. I believe because of that, Sam Darnold should stay at USC. You can subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube. I put my full episodes on YouTube, my entire 45 minutes to an hour-long podcast on YouTube. I also put my best most interesting clips on YouTube. Share this show with your friends. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. We're growing. It's a ton of fun. I love our audience. The people on YouTube are so great to me. They give me in fun, engaging conversations, and I absolutely love it. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports on Twitter, on Facebook, face-to-face, whatever it is. Send your friend a text. Hey, there's this great podcast. Check it out. That would be awesome. I would very much appreciate it. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports. I'll be right back in a second with Lara Schick. What's up? We are back. This is Strong Opinion Sports. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is my good friend, Lara Schick, joining me. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you for having me. On Monday, I talked about Isaiah Johnson Mack and... Tavares Martin Jr., two Washington State wide receivers that left the college. And Mm -hmm. I was heavily critical of them. I said that they made a mistake by giving up a free education, and I didn't Mm -hmm. like that. You had a strong opinion. You disagreed. I said, that's great. Come on the show. Let's have a conversation about Mm -hmm. it. That's why you're here. What what did I say that bothered you? And I do agree with you somewhat, and that's why I want to have a dialogue about it. Because I think I made some mistakes on Monday, and I want to say, first, I want to open up about them, and I want to have a conversation about that. So... What did I say that bothered you? Yeah, so um, I would say I don't disagree that about the choice of them walking away from free education. Yeah. I think um, in our world we live in, and education is super important. Yeah, I think the way I disagreed with you was you listed ideas of maybe why you wouldn't want to yeah. stay here. Number one being like the classes you are in. Yeah. You used history as an example. I think we've talked about that, like how we don't like history. And you take classes that you don't really like. So I would say that would maybe be an opinion for yourself. And then yeah. you also stated that Pullman is a small town. Yes, it's cold. It sucks. It's very cold. You know? it's and cold. I think that those opinions were mm-hmm. more of your opinions versus yeah. their opinions. And I truly believe before you make an opinion like you did, mm-hmm. I think you need to have the facts. And we don't know why they left. We don't know yeah. if there was personal issues. We don't know if there was something back at home or what the reasons were. Mm-hmm. And so to me, to make an educated and strong opinion, which your show is about, yeah. <laughs> you need to have the facts mm-hmm. and understand like maybe why they made that choice. Yeah. But I agree with you. I think walking away from free education is something that I would never do. But then I also could never say never because I don't know the place that they are in in life and like why the reason the reason why they are leaving if that makes sense. And that's why I think I misstepped. You know, I we don't know what's going on. Maybe one of their mom is da- uh, sick. Maybe they need to be home for some reason. We don't know their their home life, their home situation. Yeah. And I think I was pretty judgmental about that. What yeah. I what I do stand by though is if you have an opportunity to go to school for free, you should go to school for free. You talked about history, and I think part of maybe we don't know why they are leaving Washington State. But I think if they don't like Washington State, tough. Suck it up, Buttercup. There's a mm-hmm. 
you have an opportunity to get a free education, which a lot of people would kill to have. Yeah. I hate history. I, I don't want to do it. But that's part of my example. My comparison is to get the piece of paper, to get the stupid college degree that I need, I have to take history classes. There are thorns in the garden. There are things you have to do in life yeah. that you don't want to do. But I whatever, think... No, no. Whatever reason, I, I just... I cannot support someone who gives up an opportunity to have a free education. I don't... I think that for you to say, like, I don't... They might... They might be leaving because they don't like Washington State University. Yeah. I don't think that's, I don't, I don't think we could say that because they knew coming here it was going to be a small town. Yeah. They visited. They. It's not like they came here and were like, okay, like I'm going here because I want to come here. Like they yeah. are coming here. They've known what it was like. I don't think. I truly believe. I don't think they're leaving because they don't like Washington State University. Yeah. That's just. That's my opinion, and I think there has to be something else behind it, and that's obviously not for us to know, and that's. They know, they know in their hearts why they left and why they're doing what they need to do. And, um, but I agree with you. I wouldn't, me personally, because I know how much my parents work hard to pay for my education and it's a lot of money. And so to me to just walk away, my parents would be very upset with me. But at the same time, if there was certain reasons why, maybe they'd understand and it just depends on the circumstances. There there are two more flaws with, I think what I've said and what I've done with this, the, the dialogue about this, uh, these two wide receivers. First, I said that they're, they're from South Florida. And if, if they have, if they grew up in Florida, why in the world did they come to Washington state? Clearly there weren't a lot of opportunities for them other places. We did our research though. Yeah. What did you find? Well, I found that they both were, um, yeah. And I was wrong on this. Yeah. They gave, um, university of Florida gave both of the athletes, um, a chance to go there. They could have gone to schools in Florida and played football and they chose to come to Washington state fully knowing, yeah. What they were getting into. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't know why. I mean, I we don't know what's inside their head and what their thoughts are and everything, but we do know the facts is they're leaving. And, you know, we can have an opinion on <clears throat> you and I believe, yeah, we wouldn't leave if the free education was on, a, on the line. But I think we can say these things until we're in the position of maybe what they're what they're experiencing. I don't know. I'm very like a feeling person. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you are yeah, no, at no, all. No. But I like feel for people. And so I can put myself in people's shoes really well, I think. Yeah. And so, um, when interesting, they're college kids. I I played college football once. Yeah. I played small school college football. They're at division Mm one. It's really hard to be critical of an athlete, a student athlete, because we don't, their schedules are insane. insane. It really is. And, and I, I go back to history, like you, you have to put up with things you don't want to do, but it's, we can't take for granted their schedules as student athletes is incredibly tough. And we don't know what they're going through. We don't know and what it's morning to night. That. It's not just yeah. for an hour. Like they wake up and have to do lifts and do all these other things. And then they have to have study hall till yeah. nine o'clock at night. And then they repeat it over again. Yeah. One of my friends made that argument though. And I, I said that, yes, being a student athlete is tough, but again, I think that's just part of your sacrifice. You, if you mm-hmm. want that free they education, that you have to put in. up with yeah. whatever you're getting into. The the one, because they're student athletes, though, this is where I, I really, what I feel the worst about. Because I, I stand by, if you have free education, don't give it up. But where I think I really misstepped was they are student athletes. They're not in the public sphere. Mm-hmm. We can talk about Johnny Manziel, Baker Mayfield, Richard Sherman, Russell yeah. Wilson. These are, those are famous people that are in the public sphere. Tavares Martin Jr., Isaiah Johnson, Mack, no offense to them. If you want to come on the show, you can. I would love that actually. It'd be great. But mm-hmm. they're not, they are, they're just other students living their lives. And I think I probably should have avoided talking about them because they're not in the public. There's no reason to talk about them. They're not, I mean, other than they left, but they're, they're, bare, they're not hardly newsworthy. That's not what I mean. But they're not R- Russell Wilson, Richard Sherman. They're just college kids. Yeah. And to judge another college kid's decisions is pretty, I don't know about hypocritical, but it's not quite right because they're, again, not in the public sphere. But 
I would say I agree and disagree. They're in the public sphere of our school. And so, like, coming here to Washington State University, things that are, like, recent is our news. You know, it's different than, like, yeah, Russell Wilson or Richard Sherman or Johnny Menzel. That's the worldwide or the countrywide news. And that's our news right now. And so you're taking a stance on what you believe and what your thoughts are on that. And that's totally... I just I put it on the show when I when I picked that story for the show I thought it was an interesting comparison because I was just talking about the Ball family and how yeah. I support them leaving a free education because they're already rich and famous and don't need that degree whereas us you and I who are not rich and famous and probably I'm assuming uh, making assumptions Isaiah Johnson Mack and Devar Martin Jr could benefit from the degree mm-hmm. in more ways than LiAngelo Ball could who again is rich and famous. Um, and I thought that was an interesting comparison, and I thought I told an interesting story, but I do think I definitely misstepped in a couple places when I brought up brought that up. And I told you that. I mean, it's not like I like hammered you down and like, no, God, no. You, this was so bad. Like I just said, like Zach, I agree with your point, but I think that you need to take a look at um, the other logistics of the yeah, story because they're people. Yeah, it's a human story. It's mm-hmm. not just sports. And exactly. they're not just Torres Martin Jr., the robot athlete. He's also a person. Yeah. Who who knows what he's going with? Going exactly. Through. Exactly. Yes. I had seen. Um, Tavares Martin Jr., he had tweeted something about how he had asked for a personal release. Yes. Coach Leach denied that personal release and then released him. Yes. So it's kind of like when you come to a job and you're like, hey, I'm here to quit. And they're like, no, I'm firing you. Yeah. If you went to go quit and they say, oh, actually, no, you're fired. And you, it's like you're trying to beat them out of the gate. Yeah. And so like that can make you that like the person as a boss look better than the actual person who's trying to leave. We've seen Mike Leach. I I love Mike Leach as my favorite coach. He's kind of prickly at times. What Tavares Martin Jr. said on Twitter was he asked for a release from the team. And instead, the team said he violated team rules and left. And we don't know what the rules are. We don't know what happened. But it looks like from the outside looking in, Mike Leach said, I'm going to protect my reputation. Instead of having a, a player leave my program, which makes me look bad, I'm going to say uh, he violated team rules and he's off the program, which we don't know what the team rules are. None of it's public. And we don't know. It's a lot of he said, she said. So we don't know what actually happened. I don't agree with how Mike Leach handled it. I think the way he handled it was very cowardly. Yeah. Um, he is supposed to be a coach. And to me, a coach is almost not like a parent, but like they're supposed to be like that mentor. They hold that place in their athlete's life as like someone they look up to and you know kind of show guidance to and um college football in general is definitely getting more competitive you know it's that next leap of faith towards the nfl and he's there to set them up for that success and i think he chose his success over Tavares martin jr's success and i don't think that's respectable in my eyes just as much as you made an opinion off of Tavares martin jr's decision to leave the team I've made an opinion that I don't agree with how Mike Leach handled it. Yeah. And I say it before, you know, he's supposed to be that respectable figure in their life. And I think he's already established as a coach. Like he's made his name, you know, and he makes millions of dollars. You know, yeah. he, it's he's not got like, a reputation. Yeah, he, he does. Yeah. And, and I get, he has a reputation to hold, but at the end of the day, these college athletes are trying to make a reputation for themselves and to put him down, you know, for, and I don't he's he wants to be released, but I'm going to release him first because I have that power well, is yeah. to me and my eyes is not a respectful thing to do. Our professors tell us all the time, Google your name. What do you find when you Google your name? Mm. And if you Google Tavares Martin's name, what you find right now is released from program for violating team rules. Mm-hmm. We don't know what they are. We don't know what he did. And we don't even know if that's true. It might have just been Mike Leach and him got into kind of a hissy fit. And he said, 
I, I'm protecting my reputation. You're gone instead. So I and think he it has been that unfair. power, yeah. you know, and it's and that's what's hard is like bringing it back to just life in general. Power kind of outrules things, you know, and it's like he he has that power to do that to him. He determines and, people's futures and the narrative around these athletes. Exactly. Because he he holds power over Tavares Martin Jr. He's more of a public figure. He's better known. So if he says Tavares Martin Jr. screwed up, how does Tavares Martin Jr. defend himself? We don't know. Mm-hmm. It's pretty tough. And I think he did it in a respectful way on Twitter. You know, he said, I guess I'm being released because I broke team rules. But even yeah. though I was released before. He's, he's setting the narrative. And he should pin that tweet to his, his yeah, profile. Yeah, I think he should too. He's setting the narrative about himself. Yeah. Which could be potentially unfair. I want to be very clear. I don't know the facts. You don't. We don't fully know what no. happened. And I said that uh, Tavares Martin Jr. Um, got upset with what I said. Uh, rightfully so. I understand why he felt attacked. Yeah. Um, but but I, I tried to be very clear in my video on, on on Monday in the show. Say, I don't have all the facts. I only know as much as what has been released publicly. Mm-hmm. But I think it's okay for me to still take what's been released publicly and have an opinion. Definitely. And they know that. They're in the limelight. They're, they know that people are going to have opinions based off of what their choices are. Because what we're seeing and- doesn't add up. I made an opinion based on the facts I saw and the facts I saw made it seem like a weird story. I didn't understand yeah. why you would leave a free education, but I don't understand why it was like, again, kind of trying to beat them out of the gate. And so you're not, you're not quitting. You're fired instead. That's what it seemed like from Mike Leach's perspective. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I agree. I don't, ag- I don't agree with him leaving, leaving college. He had a free opportunity to get a degree. I, I cannot support that, but he clearly was something unfair happened and I, I don't understand. And I would love to have Tavares Martin Jr. on the show. If you ever want to come on Tavares, I would love to hear your side of the story. I, I'm not, I know you feel like I attacked you the other day because he said on Twitter, um, I think he felt attacked, which is very fair. I, mm-hmm. I, I said a lot of things. I disagreed with him. And anytime you disagree with someone, I understand why that would feel like an attack. I really do. I've guarded you in basketball, Tavares. I know I, I've met you before. You're a great guy. And I would love to have you on the show so you can tell your side of the story if you want to. So what's next, Zach? I want to talk about Sam Darnold leaving USC. Yeah. Because the, uh, Todd McShay's mock draft came out, and it had Sam Darnold number one on the NFL big board, which mm-hmm. means that the Cleveland Browns with the number one overall pick would draft Sam Darnold. And I've said many times before, I'm going to say it again, I would never leave college for a bad job. I would never leave college for a job in a career I didn't want. Like, I don't ever want to work as a marine biologist. I wouldn't leave my degree at Washington State early to be a marine biologist. It doesn't make sense. I want to be a broadcaster. I want to work in the creative field. I don't think Sam Darnold should take a job with the Cleveland Browns. He shouldn't leave college early to work there because it's a bad job. That not only not only is marine biologist uh, not what I want to do, but the Browns are awful. The Browns could like ruin his career. I think the Cleveland Browns could be a death sentence for Sam Darnold, and he has two years left of eligibility. I don't think he should go to the Cleveland Browns. I think he should stay in college. How do you feel about that? You know, I personally think it's a catch twenty two. He can make all this money playing with the Browns, or take a risk and continue to play at USC. Well, you're right, because if, if he stays in college, all he has nothing to gain and everything to lose. Because yeah. he's already, in people's minds, the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. We're just going to nitpick and find holes in his game. Look at Matt Barkley, uh, Matt, Matt Leinert. Every, a lot of, even a lot of USC quarterbacks in the past, mm-hmm. they stay in college and it hurts them down the road. So you're right, it could definitely hurt Sam Darnold to stay in college and hurt his career. But I would say that I think the... You may lose money. You may lose a paycheck. But if you go from the first pick to like the 15th pick, the team that has the 15th pick is a much better team. For sure. So it's a better opportunity. You want to work with a team that has good players around you. And has better opportunity for, to make you a better player. Yeah, because this is all about opportunity. And the Browns are an awful opportunity. That's mm-hmm. not a team. You, you, want, you, want, you want to stay far away from the Browns. It's a bad, well, toxic look at Johnny organization. Manziel. Yeah, but I think Johnny Manziel did that to himself. But even, I'm trying to think of a good example. I mean... It's just everyone who goes there fails. Yeah. It doesn't seem... I don't know what... I don't know who saves the Browns. If anyone could do it, it is Sam Darnold. But I just think if I'm making yeah. the decision and I know they have the first pick, I'm not going there. 
I yeah. want to stay far away from that. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with you. I think that it would benefit him a lot to stay and yeah. to play his time at USC. There also is going to be downfalls. It's not like one choice is like the right choice, you know? Yeah. Like I said, it was a catch-22. You either choose the money or you choose to play and try to make yourself the person, the athlete that you are. Yeah. And um, I think that will benefit him in the long run. You know, he, you know he's not going to get that money like he's going to be like at the Browns. But I think we've talked about this on Watch Up Sean. You know, sometimes money isn't the right choice right away. You yeah. know, it's, it's long-lasting and it's benefiting you as a person. But maybe... Later down the road, you know, he gets drafted by a certain team and he's not making a lot, but he can become a better athlete and maintain the athletic charisma that he has at USC and carry that on throughout the NFL. Well, look at Russell Wilson fell in the draft and it actually mm-hmm. helped him because he went to the Seahawks who were a good team built to win. Mm-hmm. They were just missing a quarterback. The Browns are missing a lot more than a quarterback. Exactly. And it's a tough decision. And the other part of this is this is not just a business decision going to the Browns or whatever other team. I think Sam Darnold could use more time in college to develop his, his ability as a quarterback. If I'm Sam Darnold, I'm, I'm not going to the NFL right now. Yeah. I don't want to play for the Browns. The, the Giants are a mess. I'm not risking a chance. I don't want to play for the Cleveland Browns, and I would stay far, far away from that. I, I don't know. I, if, even if I'm Josh Rosen, I think he has a different uh, situation because he has a new coach coming in. Yeah. But if I don't have to play for the Browns, I'm not playing for the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. I'm not leaving college early for a job I don't want, and the Browns are not a job you want. Definitely. Let's talk about Russell Wilson. We talked about him a couple minutes ago. Yeah. I said on Monday that, and I've said many times, Russell Wilson is my NFL MVP. Mm-hmm. He's He has 32 of the Seahawks' 33 offensive touchdowns. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks need Russell Wilson to win. And we saw on Sunday, Jacksonville the beat uh, yeah. Seattle, and Russell Wilson threw three interceptions. What mm-hmm. do you think of this situation? Is, is Russell Wilson still your MVP? I mean, we were from Seattle, so I think we're a little biased. But if we look at, like like you said, you know, he's made 32 out of the 33 touchdowns, yeah. offensive touchdowns for the season. And I would say, yeah, I mean, you have to look at their offense and their running game is not as strong as it has, has ever been. You know, we had Marshawn Lynch and... Yeah. Um, this year it's like running back, and, this year it's running back by committee. We have Russell yeah. Wilson leads the the Seahawks in rushing, and he's not even a running back. Mm-hmm. That's atrocious. And then you know we have our our, our wide receivers are not like top of the line, and they're mm-hmm. mediocre. They're mediocre. Yeah. And so I would say, yeah, definitely. Without Russell Wilson, our team would be trash. <laughs> our offense, <laughs> yes, our yeah. offense. No, would we, be trash. we have a good defense, but our offense. There's no pieces around Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah. And I think it really shined throughout the Jacksonville game because. How many points did we score in the fourth quarter to like be able to catch up and we didn't win? But I mean, still, like yeah. he made that happen. Earlier in the show, I ranked uh, all the quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. And I said that Russell Wilson is a top tier quarterback. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger. These are guys that no matter what you put around them, they can win you a Super Bowl every single year. And people are getting mad at me on uh, for saying this because they're saying, well, Russell Wilson had a great team when he won a Super Bowl. I'm not talking about the past. Look at this season. Mm -hmm. The Seahawks are poised to make the playoffs and and potentially could make a Super Bowl run. That is all thanks to Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. He's working with trash around him. I always say I want to hire good people because it's hard to win. It's hard to do well when you have you won't work with good people. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson does not work with good people. Mm-hmm. He has, like you said, mediocre receivers. He doesn't have a lot of help. Mm-hmm. And that shows, I think Russell Wilson is absolutely one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and a top-tier quarterback, a guy who can win you a Super Bowl no matter what you put around him. Well, and I think that, like, this, the argument that you're making, it could even be supportive within the Super Bowl. If you look at when we went to the Super Bowl, our offensive line was trash. Yeah. You know? And... 
how many times has Russell Wilson just ran around and like trying to throw in the ball? Yes. Like, if you look at it that way, like, yeah, we still won, but he made opportunity. We still, we had Doug Baldwin and then we had Jermaine Curse. We had the, all these receivers that were mediocre and he still made something out of it. And so, yeah, they won the Super Bowl, but their offensive line could not block. They did not have, they didn't give Russell Wilson the opportunity that he deserves. Well, I think we see around the NFL, and I love the people that follow me on YouTube. I have a great conversations with people, but I see on YouTube all the people that are from Texas and Connecticut and Boston, all these people, they have a failure to accept Russell Wilson for what he is. We, For some reason, we can't embrace Russell Wilson. I don't know if it's because he was short or a third-round draft pick. The dude's a stud. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because he plays differently, but because he doesn't win with a great offensive line, he has to run around. But the things he does, he makes plays that no one else in the NFL can do. Yeah. If, Russell, if Tom Brady switched places with Russell Wilson and played for the Seahawks, the Seahawks would not have the record they do because how many times have we seen Russell Wilson dead to rights in the backfield? Escape, make a play, and get a first So down. many times. That's his bread and butter. Yeah. That's what he does. And you know, and it's funny because that, that kind of argument, I think that's something to think about. You know, Tom Brady is a completely different quarterback than Russell Wilson is. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they're different for their, I would say they're positives. You know, like yeah. you look at the the team that Tom Brady has and it's completely different, but he he does, he does he shines in that kind of environment. Yeah. He brings different strengths to the table than Russell yeah, Wilson. Yeah, but Russell Wilson, I think personally, you know, if he had everything for him, I would be like, hey, like, I'm, I like w- watching Russell Wilson scramble and then make yeah. a 10-yard completion or something like that. Like you the know? dude is an MVP candidate with no help. Just imagine if mm-hmm. Russell Wilson had an incredible offensive line or yeah. great receivers. Or It'd be easier to watch. Weapons. It's funner to watch when he's Because he's, he's a magician. <laughs> yeah. he's a, I called him a You're miracle like, worker. Oh, my gosh. Like, literally throughout so many times of watching the Seahawks, your jaw drops. And you're like, did he just get out of that? Like, I mean, I can't. I yeah. really couldn't name anyone else that. I've watched continuously. You know, a couple times Aaron Rodgers scrambles all the time. But like, continuously. Russell Wilson runs to survive. He yeah. runs because he has to, out exactly. of necessity. Yeah. I, I think Russell Wilson's obviously still my NFL MVP. I love Russell Wilson. I want to shift gears now to, I saw a, a friend of mine on Twitter and on, mm-hmm. I'm getting this comment everywhere on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube. Everyone's saying this to me, that super teams are ruining the NBA. Yeah. What do you think of that comment? I would say I don't agree. I think... No matter what we want to talk about, whether it's a reality show or sports or whatever it is, I think villains make things. Yeah. It makes it, as a viewer, you know, we're not there playing. Maybe sometimes when you're playing a team of like, you know, the villain team or a villain player or whatever you want to look at it like that, I think when you're playing them, you're like, okay, this sucks. But as a, as a viewer, it makes it entertaining. It makes it, makes me want to watch. You know, I think for maybe women can relate this with me is watching the bachelor you know there's characters where you're like i hate her so much but i want to watch the next episode to see if she goes home and i think that can be relatable to sports where myself like i really do not like the patriots i think i've never liked them but then when we lost the seahawks lost in the super bowl and that's a whole different topic to talk about. It hurts my heart to think yeah. about that loss. That was but awful. But I will watch the Patriots hoping they lose. And it's funny because like they'll play the Steelers. And I'm like, God, who do I pick? Because I hate both of them. You know. <laughs> but like I have to watch it because I'm like, I hate them. You know. Yeah. And I think that's something key within just any kind of platform media that that villain is. 
just because you hate something doesn't make it bad. You know, I uh, I have a lot of people. I get death threats from Georgia. People are really, really angry at me in Georgia. Mm -hmm. And I embrace it. I love it because it's controversy. Mm -hmm. If you're commenting on my stuff on YouTube, it shows that you give us, you care about what I'm saying. Yeah. And the fact that my my buddy, uh, I said this earlier in the show too, the fact that he's commenting on Facebook about how much he doesn't like the NBA only helps the NBA. The, the the biggest thing, the thing you don't want more than anything is indifference. Mm-hmm. If if Chris saw on Facebook, saw saw the NBA, said, I hate LeBron, I hate super teams, and never once talked about it, just left it and completely ignored the NBA, then I would say yes. Then super teams would be bad for the NBA. Mm-hmm. But as it is, even if it riles them up, even if he hates it, it's good because it drives the interest behind the NBA. And I think it's like, <laughs> this is kind of stupid, but even to like us as human beings my mom would always tell me you know i'd be like oh i hate this person she's like we'll kill her with kindness and it's like (laughs) that's not what we're like meant to do you know when we don't like someone we just want to be rude towards them and give them that energy but like not putting energy into something is saying more than putting energy into it and so i would say it's the same thing with sports is like yeah you may hate something so much but you're putting you're putting your energy into that so you're voting with your wallet it means something to yeah. you you know like it, you care about it enough to say you know i hate them like or you know what i like them so much you know and yeah. it 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 brings you're putting your voice in that situation and so i think that brings that sense of energy to the conversation well if you don't like something turn it off right mm-hmm. if you don't like the way super teams are doing it don't watch mm-hmm. I, my one of my friends my favorite uh, video game uh, commentator always mm-hmm. says vote with your wallet if you don't like something going on in a game don't buy it yeah if you don't like the way the nba is working don't watch mm-hmm. don't talk about it ignore it Definitely. i don't watch golf and, and not because i just there's nothing interesting in golf yeah Golf's extremely boring i'm indifferent to golf and that hurts golf because mm-hmm. i just don't care basketball at least yeah. i care i don't like the warriors but i watch because i care yeah and I think they've made a name for themselves. And you're like, okay, yeah. almost like Sam Darnold. Is he going to withhold his reputation? Is the Warriors going to hold their reputation? Like you want to see, are they going to fail? Are they going to succeed? And so I think, and being a part of that sports is like such a community where you can talk with people. I yeah. hate them so much. Well, I don't, I love them. You know, it's like, it's, it's, a, it's a conversation. It's and yeah. I think that's, that's something key to without that, that it wouldn't be fun. Yeah. Love it or hate it. Super teams create villains because mm-hmm. it may, it forces you to pick a side you either love lebron james or you hate lebron james you love the warriors or you hate the warriors definitely and that is so good for sports because you need villains every story needs villains and the warriors right now in my opinion they're the villains i'm not i don't like kevin durant i don't like yeah. that he went there they're the villains of the nba people yeah. don't like lebron he's a villain villains make you care about stories yeah and that that is what the nba is that's what all, the nba the nfl all of this is a medium to tell stories Villains are necessary for stories, so super teams are not bad for the NBA. Agreed. My name is Zach Schaumler. This has been Strong Opinion Sports. Thank you so much for listening. Laura. Thank you for having me. You're the first girl I've ever had. First I know. Woman, this is pretty cool. First woman I've ever had in Strong Opinion Sports. You're awesome. You know your stuff. Thank you. It's been it's been great to have you. I can't Thank wait you. to have you on again someday. I know. I'm, very, I'm looking forward to it, and I appreciate you taking your time to have me. Yeah. You can subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube. I put my full show on YouTube. I put my best, most interesting clips on YouTube. Please tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. We are growing. It's incredible. We've had, we had 500 downloads on the last episode, which is wow. unbelievable. Yeah. Like we started, I started on August 31st. It's December, I don't know what the, I don't know, 13th, I think. Regardless. I don't even know the day today. We're, yeah, we're, <laughs> the middle of, we're the middle of December and we're getting 500 downloads, which is incredible. Yeah. We're building, we're on a good pace. Continue to share the show on Facebook, on Twitter, whatever it is. Tell your friends verbally on social media. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Laura Schick. Thank you you so much. Thank you so very much for listening to this podcast. Mm. Good job.